and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm a little high strung. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to become a more calm person. And it sounds like it's it's going the other way. No, I think what happened is uh I I was making a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. And you got and you got nervous about it. No, I just started uh reverting to some of my old ways. I try not to, you know, uh I feel like this happens on television programs <laughs> sometimes. Well, that makes sense. That's what you model your life after. No, but when it's like, oh, uh, keep the newspaper away from Grandpa because he's got <laughs> like <What>? anger <laughs> issues. That's not a that's not a like sitcom trope. Keep, I think it is like a keep sitcom the trope. Newspaper away from Grandpa. <laughs> Yeah, that's not, that's where we get the phrase <laughs> keep the newspaper away from grandpa. I mean, I know that that's, you know, the the premise of the show, keep the newspaper away from grandpa. Yeah, you're just saying that it's not like widespread among No, cuz once they found that formula, you know, there anything else would so look like many, a ripoff. Uh, like uh, 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 uh don't let the old man near the periodical. <laughs> well, that was the the British version, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was higher. It was higher brow. Yeah, it's less broad. Yeah. Um. No, you know, like I, I, I was doing well with like, oh, I'm not gonna read things that infuriate me, mm-hmm. that I'm helpless <laughs> against. Didn't you talk uh, a few months ago about uh how you you almost started uh like uh being a guy who leaves comments in the comment sections. Yeah, on no, like I was that guy for a little bit. <laughs> on like I was big websites. I, w- I did that, mm-hmm. um, and I realized that wasn't for me because there's, <laughs> like, I would obsessively... That's a whole lifestyle. Yeah, because you obsessively check it. I could see how people get roped into that, and it's like, when you, when you ever, when, if you ever read the comment section mm-hmm. and, like, you see one person fighting everybody, it's like, yeah, because that guy... Like it's it's a rush when someone responds oh, yeah. to you, and he's leaving a comment, and he's going like <laughs> jerks, and then like walks away, and you know does, goes about his day while everybody else is. Uh, no, see that wasn't that wasn't my experience. I I would I would I would start something with somebody, mm-hmm. and then I'd just like keep refreshing and be like, <laughs> "Come on, you idiot! Come on, respond, <laughs> respond! Say something, you coward!" Yeah. Um, and then I stopped doing that. I was like, okay. you know, this is this is bad for me. Right. And so what I would do is I'd uh, search inflammatory uh, oh, uh, terms on Twitter. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, like, somebody that had, like, 18 followers that said something, like, vaguely racist or something. You'd just pick a fight with them. I'd pick a fight with them because I'm fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, uh, ultimately, uh, th- that was pretty... Uh, unfulfilling as well are you sure because a lot of people turn their lives around after uh their lifestyle <laughs> their lives around after uh, a stranger messages them on twitter I, it wasn't even that <laughs> i did you know it was an outlet for my creativity yeah exactly i was uh-huh. i was i was a troll artist <laughs> but i was always i always fell on the right side of things i wasn't well, always according to you 
I was always on the side of justice, Tom. <laughs> I think you can you can respect that as a as a Batman yeah. fanatic. Uh-huh. As an aspiring vigilante. Yes. Um yeah, I I only went after the bad guys. I w- I wasn't one of these uh these sickening trolls, Tom. <laughs> okay. That are just like, oh, I just want to get a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you want a reaction. I just wanted a reaction, but I wanted a reaction that was like you, almost objectively wrong. You like wanted something. a reaction in the name of justice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you had to start small, Tom. <laughs> Batman, if the first guy that the Batman f- faced was the Joker. <laughs> right. You'd be like, oh, you know what? The Batman got his got his uh, his ASS uh, <laughs> a double hockey sticks handed to him by uh-huh. the by the Joker. Right. No, you have to start with like you know muggers. Yeah, and the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scarecrow can be a very formidable villain as well, Tim. Don't underestimate him. Who's the weakest of the named Batman villains? The weakest? Who's the one that, Tom, mm-hmm. you would be like, I'd have a shot even without Batman's utility belt? Uh, Probably the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler. What did he do? Did he ever, like, he had riddles. Mm-hmm. He's easy to kind of like, uh, he's very vain. So you can catch him up in, in that. He he thinks he's smarter than everyone. He's like a, a an internet troll. Is he a sick puppy, Tom? He is, though, yeah. Does he, like, oh, here's the riddle, and the answer is, like, I have, like, uh, a, a lady tied up in my basement? Uh, Well, he'll put people in peril that, uh, you know, if, if Batman can't solve the riddle, then that person's going to die. Oh, he's tied die. with rope, like, hanging over yeah, a... Yeah, something a like that. Vat of acid. Or, or like, something. the riddle, the answer to the riddle is where the person is, where the bomb is about to go off. It's always above a... Vat of acid. <laughs> Not always. Always at the acid factory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I could, I could take on the Riddler, I think. Um, I was going to say maybe Two-Face, but he's kind of chaotic. He's hard to... Uh... I haven't seen Batman Returns in a long time. Mm-hmm. But what was the, the, the Penguin, his deal, he was politically connected? Yeah, I mean, in the comics, he's basically a gangster you know he's like the head of like a a mob uh he owns the iceberg lounge which is kind of like you know like a front like a casino i always you don't want to mess with penguin i would not take on Penguin. really because i always have fantasies in real life (laughs) of like like finding (laughs) out who the head of like the mafia is Mm -hmm. or a certain mafia family and just like randomly going and murdering him (laughs) wow Sam, you're, you, that's like a, that would be like what uh, Jason Todd, the Red Hood, he would do. But like, first of all, like from what I understand from The Sopranos, or uh-huh. I'm not even talking, look. look. Uh, is your angle like I could get in close? They wouldn't see me coming. They wouldn't suspect me. Yeah, because why would they? Yeah. I don't know. I'm. You're not from a rival family or anything. You're not uh, law enforcement. You ever watch The Sopranos mm-hmm. and uh, like... There were there was one scene that real the the one scene that I that I really remember from The Sopranos mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Christopher mm-hmm. and uh, I think Polly Walnuts uh-huh. they were like feuding at one point they were they just they, they just rubbed each other the wrong yeah, way yeah I think I remember and that. they were like fighting at a restaurant mm-hmm. and then uh, they didn't leave a tip for the waiter uh-huh. 
and like they had oh, ordered like yeah like three thousand yeah. dollars worth of food or something yeah. you know like because there was like 10 of them there they, or something. they kill the waiter they don't kill him. They the waiter the comes out, out and it's just like, "Hi, I'm sorry. Was there a problem?" Because probably these 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 uh, these guys uh, gave mm-hmm. the waiter a hard time. Yeah, like it probably wasn't the easiest table. Yeah. And this guy was like, "All right, I'm uh, I had to do a lot of work, and I'm yeah. expecting at least a you know fifteen percent." How's the steak? You and don't wa- you don't know? And he he wasn't even. You're not sure. You don't know which one is it. That's kind of how you are at restaurants. <laughs> not how I You're am. You're so mean to no, the waitress. No, I am always super nice You're to the waitress. You're always calling the, 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 the waitress sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart, sweetheart, can I get some more? Can I get some more water over here? <laughs> no, I am for no other reason. Well, I mean, I... I def- for no other reason than I hate women. I'm very, <laughs> very mean to waitresses. No, no, I'm very nice because, A, I understand that I've never worked in food service, but I understand that it's very hard. But, B, absolutely for no, even if I thought it was an easy job, even if I saw someone, I'm like, that's easy. I don't want anybody fucking around with my food. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's true. Well, so it's all about it's all about Tommy. It all comes back to Tommy. All comes up. Well, to I'm no, just saying that one. that's the pragmatic approach of like even if somebody's if, no, that's the self-centered approach. That, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pragmatism, but it's like not like, oh, I'll be nice to people because I'm decent. No, no, I'm nice because I'm I'm a very good man. But uh, even if even if a waiter uh, was an asshole to me, I wouldn't. I would. The worst thing I would do is is just be like, oh, I'm not, uh, you know, I changed my mind. I'm not going to order anything. I'm going to leave. Like, I would never. But what if you've already taken a couple sips of water, <laughs> helped yourself to some of the bread? Like, I would leave a couple of bucks for that stuff. I did that one time. I was in Little Italy, <laughs> and I was in a really bad mood. A friend uh-huh. of mine was like, uh because uh, I don't have great fashion sense, Tom. Uh-huh. So um, I was like uh, to a friend of mine who has good fashion sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, come help me buy a suit. <laughs> like, tell me what's <laughs> a hip looking suit. And I was like, and afterwards, I'll buy you. I'll buy you dinner or something, uh-huh. right? Like uh, in return for like, because like I get petulant when I'm in in <laughs> stores like <laughs> trying on clothes, yeah. even though like. I asked her to come and be like, right, right. pick things out, and You're then, like, te- oh, and then give forever. me your honest opinion yeah. of how I look. She'd be like, "Oh, this is this is a suit," and I'll be like, "Was this oh. a Tim? Tim, was this a uh, pretty woman situation? <laughs> did a, did, did a, a woman take you out to to you know take you from the streets, turn you into, take you away from the old life you had, gussy you up?" No, 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 Tom. Like I said, <laughs> well, yeah, we did. I did bring my uh, my my boombox, uh-huh. and I had my Roy Orbit, my best of Roy Orbison CD well, in there. If, I mean, that's just par for the course. You know what, Roy Orbison, pretty cool guy, great guy. Pretty Woman is the dumbest song that's ever been written. Um, it's okay. I think it just got ruined for for. Why? Because of the movie Pretty Woman? The, the movie, movie Pretty Woman. But also, like, you've heard that song a million times. You know what I don't like about it? First mm-hmm. of all, the, the story is, is, uh, is just like, hey, everybody, catcalling <laughs> works. Um, it's <laughs> it's like, like, I saw a pretty lady today. And, and it's, it's the, the turn at the end is so unearned. First of all, it's like, 
pretty woman, yeah, 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 pretty woman, look my way. That's not like a good. Uh, He's just doesn't singing even what he rhyme. knows. And then, uh, and then, then he goes, "Wow, mm-hmm. frisky." <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear some guy going frisky. <laughs> just, just a lady that's walking down the street minding her own business. Well, it'd be if Roy Orbison wrote that song today, Tim. There'd be masturbating noises in there. Yeah, boy, oy, oy. If it's like a. Why don't you smile? <laughs> <laughs> you look so much prettier when you smile. And then, uh, so 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 she's walking, and he's just commenting like, "Wow, she's a pretty woman." Hey, look my way. Hey, uh-huh. hey, toots. Hey, over here, frisky, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And then and then, what's that I see? Yeah. Uh, she's walking back to me. She's walking back to me. Why? Because he harassed her yeah. on the street? It works sometimes. It, like, that's a totally... Nine times out of ten, it works. It's totally <laughs> unearned. Like, I don't... I, it was three years old listening to that song. Many, I didn't believe the twist. Why is this lady walking back, you creep? How many people do you know, Tim, that the story of how their parents met is, uh, well, your dad uh, honked the horn at me. He went, raw. <laughs> Frisker. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how could I say no? Uh, just such a dumb, bad song. And I love Roy Orbison. Yeah. I love him. That was kind of like a comeback-y kind of song, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was late career, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so this waiter uh-huh. uh, follows them out, and he's like, I'm sorry, was there a problem? Like, uh, just you didn't, innocently. You didn't finish your story of uh, how you how you uh, left a restaurant in Little Italy. <laughs> we, this, this is a... Uh, a Russian doll. Um, yeah, so uh, we finally uh, found a suit that mm-hmm. fit me well. <laughs> um, it looked great on me, Tom. Um, take your word for it. You don't have to take my word for it. There's pictures. I'll show you pictures. I'd rather not. Um, and then afterwards, uh, I w- like I had been such a jerk for mm-hmm. like probably three or four hours right. that before we finally settled on a and suit. And then you're like, I want raviolis. No, and I was just like, you know, I was being a little kid, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, where do you want to go? <laughs> and I was like, she's like, I don't know. Like, you pick a place. I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, here, we're in Little Italy. Let's go to one of these places. The place we went in was like yeah. a <laughs> goddamn funeral home, dumb. <laughs> they, they didn't even have spaghetti and butter. No, no, no. It had the decor of a funeral home. Yeah, I mean, Little Italy is a depressing place. Yeah, so we went in, and we sat down, and we ate some of their bread, and we had some water, mm-hmm. and like I was like, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're in. Uh-huh. And she's like, I do not want to be here. Uh, let's leave. And then like we went and got chicken figures at some like <laughs> crappy sports bar. And to this day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, did, I didn't... Uh, I never repaid my friend for 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 helping me pick out the best suit that I ever wore, Tom. I thought the story was going to be about how you left a tip anyway because you ate some of the bread. No, we snuck out <laughs> like cowards, like the cowards we are. Mm. Actually, she said, you should probably leave a tip, and I said, I did. <laughs> well, the double cowardly. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, uh Christopher and Polly Walnuts are yeah. leaving the restaurant. And this guy doesn't know them from Adam, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh honestly, like was there something wrong? And yeah, yeah. And they just beat the hell out of this man. Yeah, I remember. So that. it made me think like, 
all the time. Like that actually made me think like, you know what, before I have like stupid road rage, uh, mm-hmm. like and like flip people off and stuff, mm-hmm. they could just be these mentally un- unbalanced like uh crime people. Oh yeah, yeah. And like you you say the wrong uh you know snotty thing mm-hmm. to some jerk, he'll just beat the hell out of you. Yeah. But then that also made me think they just don't know anybody. Like they're just you know to me to them everybody's the same, right? Yeah. They're scum of the earth who's not they're you're not connected, hey, you're not you're one not of them. A, you're not part of it. Hey. So like and I'm thinking how many of these guys have I passed? Mm-hmm. How many guys have I seen Around this this city, yeah, and I haven't known, and they've paid no attention to me. Mm-hmm. What if I just take one of them out, vigilante style? Bruce Wayne tried to do it to uh, Falcone, and he saw it coming, and then he had to go to China to learn how to be Batman. Yeah, you know, I don't think I'd actually do this because I'm <laughs> actually not uh, in favor of violence, right? But if I had to, if somebody was like, oh, you had to murder one but guy. But then if it didn't work out, would you decide to travel the world learning martial arts so that then you could get revenge? I've kind of had that penciled in my planner, and I just keep moving it. Yeah. Like, it's something I've been meaning to do, you know, uh, every, every... Yeah, it's one of those things. So if the, if that's what it takes a botched hit on a mob boss mm-hmm. to get me to finally travel the world and learn martial arts. I think that's as good a catalyst as any, right? Yeah. Why not? Welcome back, Tim. Tom, uh, during the break, you told me of an <laughs> elaborate... <laughs> fantasy you have that you might actually uh, well tim if i didn't want to talk about it on the air i didn't want you to tell the world that i have a pretty elaborate pretty planned out it's fine it's cool. idea it's not a uh, business think, idea yeah i think it's not illegal what what you propose see this i'm winking at you now <laughs> so nobody will know that it's a horrible thing it's not horrible it's in the name of justice yeah you you look there's not uh, uh, a soul in this country mm-hmm. that wouldn't be on your side if right. you carry out this plan. Mm-hmm. However, you would go to jail for the rest of your life. Mm, only if I was caught. Now this is going to be one of those things that, like, you know, uh, next time we do a live show, somebody's going to be like, afterwards, like, so what was that plan you had? <laughs> well, just what add could it, it be? Just add it to the folklore. Yeah. Tom's plan. <laughs> Tom's illegal, elaborate Tom's plan that he refused to talk about on air when Tim talked about wanting to murder a mob boss. It is not a mob boss, per se. Like, I'm just thinking from pop popular culture. Tim, you're just going to kill a random Italian guy. No, you See, that's what I want to avoid. <laughs> right. No, that, that I also want to avoid uh, people thinking that uh, I'm targeting Italians. I'm just saying, like, a high-profile bad guy right who you know well i mean the best defense that the mob has is the highest up guys are the ones who pretend like they're not a part of anything yeah and it's the guys who aren't actually who know a guy who knows a guy that act like they're a fucking don walking around yeah that's that's if i if i had fulfilled my destiny and become an fbi agent 
that would be my I'd be trying to untangle that. Like, well, I don't know. I ran into this guy at the deli <laughs> and, and from what he was saying, I think he might be the head of this whole operation. Yeah. No, he's just uh Well the high up guys are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I uh I uh I reupholster f- uh, furniture. That's oh, my business. Reupholstery. They're all in waste management, Tom. Oh, that's the cliche. The new guys are into furniture <laughs> oh, reupholstery. Smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where they hide all their uh money. Yeah. They're uh laundered inside money. the fr- if you've yeah. had furniture reupholstered lately, rip it open. Rip it open. There might be a nice surprise in there. There's for an you. 80% chance you're uh, but don't spend that money. Oh, oh, yo, oh yo, they'll, the, uh, they'll come and get you. What would you do if you found, like, just... I'm always amazed that there are stories in the news all the time. We're going to talk about the moon in a little bit. But there's <laughs> stories in the news all the time about, like, this person found a suitcase with a with $100,000 in it. And what they did next will amaze you. And it's like they turned it into the cops. It's like, yeah, because that wasn't... Something bad was going to happen to to whoever had that money. Not karma, I'm saying. Like, whoever lost that money was going to come find it. It, de- it depends on the situation, right, Tom? Mm-hmm. Like, if I found a bag with hundreds of thousands of dollars in the street. Right. First thought is, I'm um, clearly on a hidden camera prank show. Mm-hmm. Or one of those... Uh, glorified uh, hidden camera prank shows that they, I think, classify as news. One of those "What would you do?" situations. Oh yeah, yeah, where they're like, "We're just gonna have somebody do something terrible yeah. and then shame people who just mind their own business." Yeah, <laughs> and then like John Kionis comes on. Well, we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shame people who mind their own business, and then we're gonna glorify people who just go, "You shouldn't say that." <laughs> We're gonna make them out to be American heroes, which is fine. I I I, I get it. That's uh, I get it. But I don't. I I'd, I'd like that show. Those shows, if they had. Well, I guess sometimes they do have like a little bit of a message. They do about like uh, you know uh, acceptance and like, acceptance uh, and like uh, you know uh, racism and like. Well, it's one thing for you not to be, but what you know, what what will you do? What would you do uh, to if you see it happening? But what I like, they got more extreme though. The thing about they they have gotten more extreme, and they have to get like uh, actors who are good at improvising. Yeah, but like sometimes they don't. And those episodes are great because somebody will come over and just be like, "Hey, why'd you say that?" And they'll be like. Do you think these actors, uh, like, because that's probably, like, you're on a national TV show there. Yeah, it's like a break. hidden camera, like, shame people show, but, like, also, like, do you think they go into an audition, and it's like, oh, what else have you done? And it's like, oh, I uh, I, I played this role. I screamed at a mentally challenged child. For, um, for five days at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh and then at the end, it was uh, some like hidden camera yeah. sting thing. Yeah. And then we, uh, some some lady told me I was a monster, yeah. and I called her the B word. <laughs> Another man punched me in the face. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's my acting reel. Yeah, and I'm reading for the uh, role of Greg on this sitcom, <laughs> Dharma and Greg Two. I'm reading for the role of Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. Really? <laughs> that's and that's how we got it. Yeah. 
what were yelling you? at a mentally <laughs> challenged child. They were like, man, if he can do that yeah. with a with a mentally challenged child, imagine how he could act with a dinosaur that's yeah. not even there. Yeah. What were you talking about? What what led us to this? Talking about what would you do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, if we're finding the uh, the money on the street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Money on the street. Um. So that'd be my first thought. Uh huh. My second thought is, I here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing it to the cops. <laughs> Tim, I think you're becoming a vigilante. Are you not going to bring it to the cops because the cops are dirty? Because well, you can't trust any of the cops in Gotham. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not getting involved. One, yeah, maybe it's a dirty cop, or maybe that money wasn't uh, like. You br- you you're a do-gooder. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this has to get back. Nobody's carrying around two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a well, duffel bag. And that's why that's supposed yeah. to be having it. Yeah. So like, you bring it to the cops. It's not like the rightful owner comes back and be like, oh yeah, that was my quarter of a million dollars. They're like, <laughs> ah, god damn it! Now that money's gone forever. Yeah. Because uh, the cops have it. Yeah. And now you're the guy who brought it to the yeah. cops. Anybody sees that happen, They're now going, you're. Now I'm gonna get that guy. Yeah, exactly. You just walk away. Every once in a while you hear, and maybe it's just bullshit, but, you know, those kinds of stories, and it's like, oh, the, the person was on their way from the bank to, to make a down payment on a house or whatever. And it's like, yeah, the only time in their life they've ever had, you know, $100,000 cash on them, and they just left it at, like, a Seven Eleven. If I ever had more than a few hundred dollars on me, that would be all I'd be thinking about. I've had that situation. I've had to, I've like been a buyer for things in my past. Mm-hmm. And like they're like, here, here's here's $3,500 because you had to was go this out. A, and was like, this another pretty woman situation, but reverse? I had to buy a lady? You, you had to saying? buy the lady things, nice things, make her a pretty woman. No, Tom, I've never, I've never. What do I see? Others <laughs> is walking back to me. It just wouldn't happen. Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You're so anyway, talking about having a lot of money on it. I'd, uh, you know, you know, probably like a, a couple, a cool, a cool uh, three grand, three point five grand. Whoa! I thought you were gonna say hundo. No, man. And I had it in. <laughs> but but you were talking about large. What do you mean large? You yeah, had, I was talking large. You had three large on you. Living large is what I was doing. Uh-huh. It wasn't your money. No, it was Denzel Washington's money. <laughs> it wasn't Denzel Washington. It was kind of Denzel. It wasn't Wa- kind of his money. It, I was buying. He was involved in the same thing. Tom. Uh huh. I was buying props uh-huh. for a play mm-hmm. that Denzel Washington started you... and mm-hmm. produced. Are you trying to claim that you were Denzel Washington's pretty woman? I I feel like you're trying to to manufacture a pretty woman situation <laughs> here, where there there really isn't one. Mm. Nobody I've never you been. You can involved. turn most situations into a pretty woman situation if you look at them look at them through the right lens. You just have a montage of uh, trying on different outfits yeah. to a uh, Roy Orbison song that, yeah. and then in the end, there's a a crazy turn. What's the turn? I've never seen Pretty what Woman. What do I see? No, in the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've had uh, I've had hundreds of Pretty Woman. The song. I bet experiences. you. You had that money, Tim. Let me guess who you came walking back to in the end. By the end of the day. 
Roy Orbison. Denzel Washington. No, I, I yeah, I did, but I had to deliver the props that I was yeah. tasked to buy. And he was probably going, what do I see? I made He's eye, walking back to me. I made eye contact with Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. and I gave him like a half nod. Yeah. Because he was about to go on stage. Right. You and gave him the, uh, like, uh, the I loved you in virtuosity nod. I gave him the, uh, I really enjoyed uh, your the drinking scenes in Flight. The cocaine scene. I haven't seen Flight. Me neither. I just saw the yeah. trailer. Um, I gave him a half nod, like, mm-hmm. hi, we're co-workers. <laughs> All right. And uh, he gave <laughs> Hello, me. Hello, we're colleagues. <laughs> He gave me the most disgusted look. Yeah, I could imagine. Ever. And then he uh he was wearing pajamas. That was his choice. Yeah, that was his choice for his character. Yeah. Um so anyway, I had a uh, a lot of money on my person. Mhm. And I didn't think to put it like I had it in a white envelope. And then I was just like I had to ride the subway all day. Uh huh. That's that's you know like a mob guy is not gonna put it in a white envelope. Yeah, but I was just they don't make that kind of mistake. I was holding on to it so hard that like <laughs> my hand was so sweaty. Like this it's envelope, I was sweated it, through the envelope. Yeah, it was a soaking wet, wet envelope of of thirty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was literally just running all over New York City with. Um, I'd like to see a montage of that. What do I see? <laughs> well, no, that would not be till the end of the montage. The montage is be frisky. <laughs> I was not getting frisky. I was uh I was terrified. Tom. You were you were going to antique shops. Yeah, I was going to a lot of antique shops. Uh, I was going to a lot of hardware stores. Mm-hmm. Um but Tom, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I obsessively checked. Like if you're giving, uh, if you have a hundred thousand dollars for a down payment on a house, and you're not looking at that, if you don't have temporary OCD, yeah, you're a fool. Oh yeah, I mean I've got uh, like OCD about my phone, wallet, and keys. We've talked about, it, I'm sure, on the show because I think we're both similar in that we never put our phones on the table. No. God no, and it always blows my mind. So many people do that, and then they they go up to go to the bathroom, or they just leave yeah. without the phone. I was out, it. I was out with friends the other night, and uh, the person that I was sitting next to, that I was talking to, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom." Gets up, just leaves her phone. I was like, "What? What? You didn't even tell me to watch it or anything." Yeah, it's it's, it's presumptuous. You should have stolen it. That phone. Oh, I now. did. No, it's uh, you're looking oh, look at, at it. it. Yeah, wow, that's nice. nice. Oh, yeah, I was nice wondering one. why I was bedazzled. Yeah, you're out with a fancy lady, huh? Uh-huh. A regular pretty woman <laughs> situation, huh? Dan <laughs> Frisky. <laughs> um, we're not gonna do the moon. This is gonna be Pretty Woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The hell with it. The hell with it. <laughs> I mean, really, what Wait, it is on. is Ex- explain to people we're not going to do the moon. <laughs> what that means? We had gone into this. We episode. had gone to the moon. Yeah, and we were going to recount. We were going to talk about the moon, but it was boring. Yeah, not not that much w- happened. There's way more to talk yeah. about now. Instead, an hour before the episode started, I said, "Tim, I have a bottle of whiskey. You want some whiskey?" Hell yeah! I want and some you whiskey. went. I'm not going to sing Pretty Woman again. Frisky. Uh, 
All right. We have fun, though. All right, Tom. We've, we've called an audible. Tim, this episode is like the story of Pretty Woman, the, the song. The song, not yeah. the movie. Because, you know, it came back. We were going to do an episode all about the moon. Yeah. I had so many questions that you said that you'd be able to answer about yeah. the super moon, about eclipses. You said you had a lot of conspiracy theories about oh, the moon that you wanted do. to talk well, about. Well, I, I don't have them, but I know a lot of them. I think uh, the whole thing about the moon uh, with the tides is is a uh, hoax. <laughs> well, that, I mean, all right. We'll save it for next week. Next Tim. week we'll do the moon because yeah. we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, and guess what? Moon's still gonna be there next week, and if the moon's if it's not there, then we're sure well, shit gonna if, have some stuff to talk about. Not if your secret plan goes uh, <laughs> goes according to plan. What did I tell you? Uh, so yeah, so there's an episode about Pretty Woman, and mm-hmm. here's the thing, Tom. The crazy thing is. The listeners <laughs> knew before we did yeah. that this was Pretty Woman. Like yeah. we're like, oh, look at this! We're announcing it yeah, thirty-five like, minutes no, in. No shit, idiot! I'm looking at the title. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Richard Gere's uh, prematurely gray but handsome yeah, mug, Silver Fox. Yeah, how old is Richard Gere? Thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Nah, he's older now, but that's the thing. He's got. He had gray hair. I, pretty woman. He must have been like no later than his thirties. Um, he's sixty six now. Yeah. Pretty woman is at least thirty years old. No. Came yeah. Out, it came out in nineteen ninety. It's twenty five years ago. Okay. Sixty six, sixty one. So he was forty one. Forty one. That's. I would have thought Richard Gere mm-hmm. was ninety years old. Based on what? Based on, like, he w- he seemed like an old man since I was a kid. But that's just because of the gray hair. But that's a brilliant, uh, like, career move. Because if you've got the... Gr- For a man. If you're a woman oh, yeah, looking no. to get into the movie industry, <laughs> do not have gray hair. Uh, do not be over 25 years old, either. No, is my Tim's Hollywood tips. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, that wasn't because I don't think you should... Uh, it was a very liberal commentary on how bad Hollywood is. Doesn't this make me look great in front of all the women? <laughs> it really oh. does, Tim. Yeah. I'm editing the episode, though, so I'm going to play Hooray for Hollywood underneath <laughs> all that. Um, I know you won't because you're lazy. Yeah. That's, my, that's, the, that's the saving grace here. <laughs> um, but for a man, if you're... If you're already like a handsome young guy, but you got a, 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 a gray head of hair, people assume you're already old. I bet everybody now, you say 66, I bet you at, if you showed m- nine people out of ten a picture of Richard Gere, like today, they'd be like, he looks great for his age. Yeah. And he doesn't, I bet. I mean, he's still a handsome guy, but he... Probably what if you die young? Only the good die young. What if he got into a motorcycle crash mm-hmm. a year after Pretty Woman at, at, at age 42? And then it'd be like, 
Yeah, well, he was an old man. <laughs> he lived a full life. He lived a full <laughs> life. And then nobody sheds a tear over you. Yeah, nobody goes to his funeral. Also, Tom, I'm looking at the Pretty Woman uh, poster. Uh, On Richard my wall, Gere, yeah. Uh, very uh, clearly has uh, the dark black hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another twist. You didn't have gray hair in Pretty Woman? I guess not. I've never seen Pretty Woman. Have you ever seen Pretty Woman, Tom? I've seen it. Uh, it's my mom's favorite movie. I don't know if it's Wait still her favorite movie. Wait a minute. Yeah. You told me your mom's favorite movie. Wait, this is this is a thing that... I know I've told you my mom's favorite movie is Gremlins 2, but that was a lie. No, you've told me uh-huh. your mom's favorite movie is Dr. Zhivago. Yeah, but I mean, ah! like... Tom, can we <laughs> just take a second, uh-huh. take a step back and reflect... On how weird our friendship is. That, <laughs> that, I, you know, that yeah. I was appalled. I was like, wait a minute. You told me your mother's favorite <laughs> movie was Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. And I was honestly like offended. Why would I ever know what your mother's favorite movie is? You know is? what? Dr. Fa- Dr. Zhivago is my mom's favorite movie. Pretty Woman, I thought, was my mom's favorite movie when I was a kid. And I think it was just like, you know, a new movie that she had seen that she liked. Yeah. And all I remember, you know when it was, too? I just fell for the marketing hook, line, and sinker. I remember that movie came out on on video cassette, and it was like around Mother's Day or something. And I was like, what a great idea. What a great Mother's Day gift. Because moms marketing? love Moms love Richard Gere. The story of... Uh a charming man mm-hmm. saving a, a prostitute with a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, originally conceived mm-hmm. as a dark film about uh, yeah. sex work and drug yeah. addiction. Yeah. But instead, they changed it, and they you were like, know "Why? What?" Gary Marshall comes in. Yeah. Hey, you gotta fix this. Nobody yeah. wants to see this. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Instead, they made it a movie where. I'm pretty it's like I feel like it's implied in the movie that yes, Julia Roberts is a hooker, but it's like her first day and she's still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily for her, Richard Gere came along and saved her from all that. Tom, I'll tell you what she is. She's independent and assertive. She refuses to have a pimp, mm-hmm. which is something that you can just do apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Tim, all those other uh, uh, street prostitutes, they're just not assertive enough. Yeah. Man, stand up for yourselves. Jeez. Idiots. <laughs> um, she refuses to have him and fiercely reserving the right to choose her customers and what she would do and not do with them. But Which she's... Ge- well, anyway. But she's still supposed to be like a, a street walker. Like, like when well, he finds no. her... She's like on a corner. That's not how that works. Like the prostitutes are choosy. They don't go stand on a corner. The ones who are on the corner are like, yeah, uh, I'm, Tom, I'm, this was I'm before the before Craigslist. This was before. Uh, no, that, th- but this was the days of like, uh, uh, like uh, Heidi Fleiss, where it was like, nah, she's got a black book for high rollers like Richard Gere. Yeah. Well, Richard Gere is not playing himself in this movie, Tom. Mm. He's playing Edward Lewis, a rich corporate raider. Yeah, that's Everybody, like... <laughs> corporate raiders uh-huh. in the 90s, they were like, these are the guys. Huh? <laughs> these are, those, were our, those were the 90s superheroes. <laughs> corporate raiders. 
People um, just couldn't get enough. And like a lot of the, the corporate raiders, they shared the same universe. There were crossovers. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pan from Hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's portrayed Gordon by Gecko. Robin. Yeah. Uh, I always get Richard Gere and Michael Douglas confused. They're two entirely different people. Okay, but they, thank but you they, for clearing that up for me. But they often play similar characters. Like slimy, slime balls, slime s- buckets. No, they play like slimy Scum guys buckets. that you're supposed to look up to and admire still, though. Yeah, is that a thing anymore? Um, I mean, I guess like Wolf of Wall Street was kind of that, but that was supposed to take place during the 80s. That's kind of not a current archetype, I feel like. Yeah, but Wolf of Wall Street, they'll tell you, wasn't glorifying it. Not the guy that was glorified in it. Yeah, how <laughs> do you feel about that? Because I think that movie was entertaining as hell. Oh, yeah. But it was because, like, the same reason I love The Sopranos. Maybe this no. episode should be about The Sopranos instead. Because, like, people watch The Sopranos and we're like, yeah, hell yeah, these guys are so <laughs> This episode can't be about The Sopranos. <laughs> We talked about one scene in the yeah, entire Yeah, talking about show. another one. Uh, and I was going to mention before, when you were talking about this whole thing, you know, the whole uh, you killing a mobster, that maybe that's what the end of, spoiler alert, but the end of the Soprano series, maybe it was just a guy like you walking into a diner and killing him. <laughs> That'd be great. Just a first-time vigilante. Yeah. Just a first, I'd wear a members-only jacket. Why? Because that's what the guy was wearing on the thing that oh, everybody okay. thinks. <sighs> you want you were gonna talk about a different. You were you're mad at the people who glorify not the characters. Th- I'm not mad at them, but like I feel like admire. Uh, yeah, people are like, oh yeah, the, these guys are so badass and cool, and it's like, no, it's funny if you're laughing at how dumb they are yeah and how deluded they are and how mediocre they actually are as human beings and how all the the stuff they're doing isn't worth it yeah (laughs) that they're i mean the whole point of that show was like yeah and this guy's in therapy because he's so miserable and also and this is what you're doing with it you're buying some uh some crappy uh you know, McMansion yeah. in, in Jersey and having and some, anxiety like, disorder. Shitty, flashy car. That a wife who hates you and yeah, kids, kids who, are, who hate yeah. you. It's just ordinary people. And that's the thing with Wolf of Wall Street, too. It's like, yeah, you have it, you've, you've made society worse. Like, mm-hmm. you've had a net negative effect on society. And all you do is just, like, shitty garbage, like, basic rich person things yeah and everybody in your life hates you yeah and you need to have you need to take drugs to have a good time look man i'm not in i'm not into it i'm not into that lifestyle tom that's for you that's not for me (laughs) tim you might not know this about me but i'm not a part of the uh italian mob lifestyle (sighs) what was the other were you going to talk about a specific scene no, no, it's just okay. Well, about. back to Pretty Woman. Back to Pretty Woman. You know, I want to watch Pretty Woman because uh, I've never seen it, uh-huh. and I hear it's classic. And I love Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Gary Marshall on-screen role? Uh, was he in Valentine's Day? Probably. You know my favorite Gary Marshall on-screen role, and I can't talk about it on the show. <laughs> Why? I can't, Tim. This is a an episode of Secrets. 
Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. He was really good in A League of Their Own. What did he play? He was the owner? He was the owner. Yeah. He's the one who like uh, I haven't seen A League Tom of Their Own in it. I haven't seen A League of Their Own in the longest time, but I've seen A League of Their Own dozens of times easily. It was on HBO all the time. Tom, that movie directed by Penny Marshall, mm-hmm. who I always thought was Gary Marshall's daughter, his sister. Yeah. Oh, she'd be flattered by that. Yeah, I know. They're both pretty old, though. Yeah. Remember those uh, Penny Marshall and uh, Rosie O'Donnell Kmart commercials <laughs> in the 90s? Yeah. And they were it was just the I two mean, of they them. nailed the demographic there. Yeah. And it was just the two of them. Like, I don't think they scripted them. I no, think they it was were just, just like, like, go shopping and, and bigger. they're like, oh, my God, look at these prices. <laughs> oh, you think that's a good price? Look at this price. Yeah. Oh, my God, that is a good price. You're right. Kmart. <laughs> Shop has, here. Has Rosie O'Donnell ever addressed the whole Tom Cruise, like the, her her saying she was, you know, in love with Tom Cruise? What do you mean? Has she ever? They got married. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. They got married. Uh, they had a child, Surrey Cruise. <laughs> no, I mean, b- besides the obvious that Rosie O'Donnell was a lesbian the whole time and presumably was not attracted to Tom Cruise. But also I feel like now that Rosie O'Donnell's, you know, very outspoken about her beliefs would be a million percent against Tom Cruise and Scientology and all that stuff. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to purport to I'm not going to sit here. Well, that's why I'm asking what she put said. words in, in Rosie O'Donnell's mouth. She has to have said something. She was on The View for and they she just had talk so about many nonsense. Views. Yeah. Like um, they're they're just looking for what can we say? What can we talk about? You know what I think? That's what whenever like uh controversy comes out of that stuff, I'm like, Well yeah, you've got five people who have to fill an hour just talking every day. No, they had guests. Yeah. I never liked the guests on not I sometimes I would like the guests, but I hated the setup where they would make the guests sit in the middle. Yeah, they're being ganged up on. Not gang, sometimes ganged up on, but just the guests didn't, they were turning. They they didn't have a way to look. You feel, you feel such sympathy for, for the celebrities. No, not but, sympathy. I but, think it's uh, just a... But a waitress <laughs> in a restaurant, you treat like such garbage. It's not sympathy. It's just, it's, it's the setup. And I'll tell you another thing. I get the biggest anxiety all the time whenever, and I'm going to say this, I'm sure you feel the same way. When a uh, talk show interview's over and the guest stands up to leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can see them talking to somebody off screen often like, oh, no, no, just stay. Every time I'm like, oh, and I know they told they you always, a million times yeah. before you came out and say, but also, after so-and-so says, says you know, yeah, go out and see the new movie. Just fucking sit there for five seconds while we go to commercial. Is, do you think that's a power move? Some nowadays, I think it is. Yeah, because all the politicians do it. Yeah, I'm busy. I gotta go. Nobody sticks around anymore at all, which is horrible. Eh, you know what? It's fine. Do you want? Do you really want like uh, Hugh Jackman? Uh, well, you probably do because he's yeah. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Who's uh? Do you want? I don't know. Who's he's the lead song guest? And dance on man. It? Yeah, that's true. Every. You know what? I feel like. Culture is trying to bring back the song and dance man. <laughs> huh? and it's like, guys, we don't want it. Jimmy Fallon, 
Uh, Jimmy Fallon is not a song and dance. He man. tries to be. He can't dance. Oh, I guess he dances. He does a, the history of dance. He's not a song and dance man. He's not trying to be a song and dance. He's trying to be whatever people will watch. Well, let me go on record and mm. say Jimmy Fallon, you're America's sweetheart and a treasure, and I love you. <laughs> Back to Pretty Woman. Back to Pretty Woman. Wait, back to League of Their Own for one second. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, I forget what I was going to say about. Oh, the uh, humor in that is oh, very, okay. uh, very broad. Well, and I, and that, yeah, yeah no, that's broads. not what I mean, Tom. Uh, it's very broad centric. <laughs> um, there's, there's, it's just goofy. It's, it's a, You will be surprised how cartoonish that movie is. And then there's one part. So it's all about how uh, during World War Two. People know the plot of A League of Their Own. Yeah, yeah, but hold on. Yeah, the men went to war, so the ladies had to play baseball. So there was uh, a war. <laughs> uh, World War Two. And how'd that war start? Who was it against? Um, Never been too clear on this, Tom. They, they don't go over it in A League of Their Own? No. Which, There's not like a like a like a scroll like the beginning of Star Wars to explain this. You situation. would think, and unfortunately, a League of Their Own is the only movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so I, I I I think it was a real war. It, regardless, it was before your time. You can't be expected to know anything. Who about cares? It. I shouldn't. Not only should I not be expected to. It's yeah. not cool to know anything. Yeah. About it. Who cares? Yeah. Let me hear about the cool new wars. Yeah. Uh, space wars, I think they're called. Space wars, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Tim, you just hit, people can't see this, but Tim just hit the microphone because for no apparent reason he picked up a hammer. I think the weirder thing, Tom, is for no apparent reason there was a hammer sitting here on the on the on the couch right well, next. Well, maybe to me. I was doing some handiwork. Anyway, uh, so uh, the the. They they enlist uh, ladies to play baseball because <laughs> all the men left. Yeah, not just ladies, Tim. Famous ladies. No, these were just regular ladies. No. Farm girls. Oh, Madonna's a f- not a famous lady? Uh, Madonna's just a regular lady? Rosie Wor- O'Donnell's just a regular yeah, lady? During World War II, they were just normal ladies. Wow. Yeah, it was before they got yeah, famous. Different time. Yeah. And uh, then there's this one scene... Where like uh, the ladies are playing. Where Tom Hanks is peeing. Yeah, that's a really long pee. Mm-hmm. But the ladies are playing baseball, and it's a montage of how how great things are going, and how like the league, which initially everybody was like booing them and being like, "Girls can't play baseball." Like suddenly they're they're pulling cool plays and and entertaining everybody, and mm-hmm. and now more and more people are uh, are are filling the stands, and uh, and then this was the socially conscious scene, mm-hmm. and it lasted. Eight seconds. Should this scene be in the movie? Was it when the little boy got bubblegum stuck in his hair? No, no, that 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 should have been. <laughs> they should have extended that scene. I, I hope to God the DVD the director's cut. Yeah, has uh, it's a fifteen. Uh, originally, scene. we had thirty minutes of the the boy getting bubblegum stuck in his no, head. No, d- at the end of the montage or in the middle of the montage, because the montage is like this. And the girls are playing baseball, and now everybody loves them. And then it suddenly goes like the music goes like gets very serious, like, and uh, they're playing catch, Mm -hmm. 
like warming up before a game, and uh, one of the women uh, throws to the other lady and like she misses it or whatever, mm-hmm. and the ball rolls, and then you see it it stops at the foot of an African American woman because mm-hmm. this is the the elephant in the room, I guess. Right is uh, that yeah? Still, black people weren't allowed to play baseball. <laughs> right, right. Uh, men or women. Yeah. And uh, this woman picks up the ball, very proudly, mm-hmm. throws it back like really hard, like like oh my god, this woman, this African American woman, is a great baseball player. Yeah. She throws it back to Gina Davis, and Gina Davis looks at her. And just gives her like a, a nod, like a goes, sturdy get out of here, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> whites only. <laughs> no, she she looks at her and just goes like, yeah, and like and it's like very poignant music, and then right back into <laughs> oh, it's a double play. Oh, it's so ba- a home run. So basically, it was just uh, like, uh, look at how great. They are that they didn't scream at this black woman to get out of. Yeah, basically it was like oh, she no. didn't join the team or anything. No, no, no. But it's like she oh, couldn't no. play. But I'm sure they respected them. Yeah. Look at the way that and, that, Gina and Davis that's all they wanted. They didn't want to be a part. They just yeah. wanted to be thought about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I know you're you're good at baseball too. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Tom, that's neither here nor there because this is a podcast about pretty woman. Yeah. Let's solve a problem. Hello and welcome to Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems, a podcast within a podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. In which uh, we solve your problems. I'm Tim. Tom. I'm always amazed how cool you are. Yeah. When, just uh, said, yeah. just happens. This is an old problem, Tom. <laughs> uh, the problem is old as time. It's back to school time, or as I call it, back to cool. Uh, as, or as I call it, back to fool. Well, Tom, you've always been an anti-intellectual. <laughs> uh, I don't think... We uh we uh solved this guy's problem, but uh well if, if we, we did, did, surely he would have written in to thank us. Dear Tim and Tom, he writes. Mm-hmm. His name is Josh. First of all, love the show. Been a huge fan for a couple of years now, but this is my first time writing in. I have a problem. I hope you can solve, especially Tom, mm. who has mentioned that he was an RA, resident assistant. Wasn't resident advisor? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You were great at your job. (laughs) Uh, I am a 21-year-old university student from England Mm -hmm. who is about to go into the final year of his degree. Because I transferred courses after the end of my first year, engineering to biology, changed majors is what we call it here, Tom. I had to sit my first year again. He had to redo his freshman year, Tom. So he had to travel back in time, yeah. Yeah. This means that most of my close friends have now graduated uh, the university while I still have another year to go. Mm-hmm. Basically, this guy was going out of his way to be like, oh, It took me five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I recently got a job as a student warden. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just setting it up for failure. But anyway. Which means living almost rent-free on campus 
but looking after other students, preventing drug use, solving disputes, and the like. <laughs> I am worried that this might make it harder for me to make new friends if they see me as someone they can't themselves uh, they can't be themselves around for fear of getting into trouble. Did you think yeah, you were... I don't know why. I don't know why they would feel that way if you have the title warden. <laughs> Tom, did you really think you were the resident's assistant? <laughs> did you, like... Did people make yeah, you, like... I uh, might have been, because my boss was the resident director. Yeah, resident assistant, though? Associate? <laughs> were, you, uh, were you on the associate level? I don't know. Anyway, so Tim and Tom, how I do I make? Think I ever got paid? <laughs> <laughs> how do I make new friends without my uh, new job making things awkward? Mm-hmm. Any help would be awesome. I know at the very least you guys will make me laugh about this and quit worrying so much. Cheers, Josh. Josh, the first thing you should do is realize that you should be worried and ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you shouldn't be ashamed. <laughs> I was just trying to increase his anxiety because he said, uh, he, uh, never mind. Josh, first of all, don't make new friends. Tom, well, hold on. Tom, you were mm-hmm. a warden yourself on the... <laughs> an uh, assistant. I prefer to think of myself <laughs> as an assistant. You made copies for everybody. <laughs> yeah, whatever they needed, coffee, you tea. You stapled their term papers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you go about doing this? Did you... What, what would your advice be... Because, yeah, uh, all, all most of his friends are, are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he changed his major, yeah. which I think was a good thing. I should have changed my major. Me I realized too. too late. Well, yeah. And now look at us, a <laughs> bunch of goddamn failures. Yeah, and now we're stuck doing What were this? you going to make fun of me about? No, I was going to say the, the reason why you were going to change your major is because what you were going to school for fell apart during yeah, the was, time I you was, were there. Yeah, it's a music business major. Yeah, at the at the height of Napster, right? Probably like your freshman year was when Napster came out. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I, I thought it was just a fad, this digital thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole internet. Yeah. Um, so if anybody uh, listening in the music industry, 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 industry give me a job because nobody else <laughs> wants to hire me. Oh, I thought you were going to say if... Uh, People are going to school for it. Sorry, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, if people <laughs> are going to school for it, don't. Yeah. Or they I still don't know. offer it? Yeah, because people are scrappy. People are doing the right thing. Uh, Questlove teaches classes at NYU now for the music business program. Really? Yeah. He's a guy who the music industry has really uh, served well. Is that sarcastic? No, he's so rich. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he's got so many jobs. Yeah. I would say there's like a million things in the yeah. in the industry. You know what the thing is? Maybe the uh, maybe there's not a lot of jobs in the music industry because Questlove is doing most oh. of them. You should hey, uh, audit leave, the class and yeah. bring this up. Leave some leave some jobs for the rest <laughs> of us, Questlove. I was doing something at NYU. Uh, uh, about a year ago. Was it um? Oogling coeds. <laughs> no, it's not oogling. It's <laughs> ogling. I was ogling coeds. Uh, uh, yeah, I was checking out the the new uh, freshman. And I have a what rule a that creep. I never speak to anybody while I'm urinating. Because <laughs> um, I don't like the small talk at the urinal. Oh, like, okay. You're at the urinal. Yeah, you know, you know people like this, right? Uh, you, I was walking like, through the lobby of NYU, pissing my pants. Some guy is trying to talk to you while while oh, you both yeah. are urinating, and it's like, no, this is a deeply personal thing that I'm going. 
But I broke the rule because I was urinating. You started a conversation. Yeah, I, well, I tried to with Questlove. Uh huh. But uh, he had more. He probably has the same uh, feelings about uh, talking yeah. while urinating. And also, like, it wasn't like I was like, I got to talk to him now. This is my only chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captive audience. I don't think he was like, oh, this is my chance to talk <laughs> to this idiot, to Tim, this urinating man, yeah. <laughs> this urinating idiot. So I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And he's like, good. The, the man, I got idiot. I got snubbed by so many people. Denzel Washington, yeah. Questlove, just trying to make conversation or act like we're equals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to act like me and Denzel Washington are on the same level in the production. Or me and Questlove, what I was doing there and what he was doing there, I have a music business degree. He's in the music industry. We're on the same level. Jeez, is this so hard? You're not very well thought of in the uh, African-American celebrity community, Tim. (laughs) I I hate to tell you. I know. I've known it for a long time. It was because I went to that uh, BET party and yelled at Colin Powell that one time. (laughs) Yeah, it got around. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was buying the suit for. Oh, I bet at, at the all. very least, Colin Powell was like, ah, oh, that's a great yeah. suit. Did you hear what that what that guy in the nice suit just said to me? So anyway. Anyway, um, this guy's not going to make friends with his residents. It, a, it's, it's probably not going to happen anyway. But B, don't try and make it happen. That, you don't want that. I had a, a good enough, like, friendly acquaintanceship with... A few of my residents. And that's all you want. Well, you're not, Tom, let's get one thing straight. You're not a friendly person. I am a people person, Tim. That's why I went into the resident assistant game. No, the thing is, I made great friends uh, through uh, like uh, the other people I worked with. But it's a very weird thing. You know, people talk about work-life balance. But when you're living in a place that's your job and your job's also to be, as he said, a freaking warden like that. You've got to have like a very strict boundary there. Yeah. Where like I never I never like preach to these kids like I mean, I guess it's different over there because you can drink when you're 18. But uh, like I never preach these kids like, oh, I don't drink. Because sometimes they would be like, oh, come on, you're telling me you don't drink? I'm like, I never said that, but you'll never see me drunk. You never have and you never will. Like, And that's. And what happened one time uh, when you were very drunk? And uh, <laughs> Oh, who can you remember? You didn't want to use the communal bathroom on the, uh, on the floor. I might have found something else to use that then I didn't want my room anymore, and I threw out the window. <laughs> A water balloon? No, it wasn't a water. It was a Pepsi bottle. You threw it and it hit somebody? We were a Pepsi school. It didn't hit anybody, but there were people. <laughs> there were there was apparently like a group of people out there. You peed in a Pepsi bottle yeah. and threw it out your window, and this was your idea of leadership. <laughs> this was your idea of being an assistant to these uh, residents? No, because I had come home and I was hammered, and uh, there was like a party happening on the hall, and it was like, I don't want them to see me drunk. They can't see me drunk. And, like, if I see the party, then I have to do something about it. Like, otherwise, if it gets... That was always my thing. It was like, if it gets back, I don't give a shit as long as nobody gets hurt. 
But like if if it ever gets back that I saw something and didn't three kids died then. <laughs> if I saw something and didn't do anything about it, then I could lose my job and I'm not gonna do that. It's your livelihood for God's sake. Yeah. Um so yeah, I had no choice but to I had to go somewhere and I couldn't go back out in the hallway. They were all in the hallway. Uh you were afraid of your residence. I was af- I was just too drunk to deal with it. Yeah. You didn't. They didn't give you a a, a bathroom in your no, own. T- it was room? like a. F- it was like a solitary confinement cell. Jeepers creepers. But it was great because at least it was mine. So don't become friends. Don't become friends with them. You gotta keep. You gotta keep a boundary between you and them. And get one of those nightsticks and uh, <laughs> wrap it around. Wrap it on the doors at night. Yeah. Or you never hear about like, uh, oh, the warden who is best friends with the prisoners. Yeah. No, that warden gets played. Yeah. The prisoners murder him and wear his skin out to 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 uh, escape. To escape. Yeah. And like, oh, that just looks like the warden. No, it's the warden. No, hello, make sure it night. looks like we're doing our job. Say hello to your wife yeah. when you go home. Okay. Yeah. That's how all the wardens talk. <laughs> <laughs> skin flapping around. Yeah. Uh, make friends somewhere else. Yeah. The local rugby club. What happens in England? Yeah. yeah. That happens. Yeah, make friends at the rugby club. Yeah. All right, Tom. You can go to, uh, what was the other club we were talking about? Club. Oh, no, we were Monica. just talking about uh, the the TV show, Don't Show the Old Man the Periodicals. <laughs> <laughs> you can bond with people over it. Shows like that. Yeah. Sure. If you like the show, speaking of shows, <laughs> you can email us your problem, the complete guide to everything at gmail.com. You can find our website, tcgt.com. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter at Tom Reynolds. You can follow the show at complete guide. <laughs> you can follow me at at your pal Tim. What were you trying to show me? <laughs> Nothing. You Just were <laughs> leaning back, pointing at your feet, like, look at these. <laughs> I was trying to distract you, <laughs> and it worked. I'm, yeah, I guess you confuse me. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. Both of them are at your pal Tim. Hey, I'm on Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Here you can see pictures of my dog. Yeah. And uh, you can support, oh, right on cue. Yeah. She's shook. You can support the show by going to tcgt.com slash Amazon to do your Amazon shopping. Doesn't cost you a thing. Makes us some money. So we Makes ap- us millionaires. Uh, so we appreciate that. And uh, on uh, Patreon, tcgt.com slash pledge, where you can uh, support the show financially. That way you can you can be the, the Richard Gere to our, <laughs> our Julia Roberts. Yeah. Uh, and we And we put out... Oh, like you would Other podcast. No, no, no. We put out a, a new mini podcast every oh, week. What have I been I doing say. then? Oh, I've, I've made a terrible mistake, Tim. Um, this week's amazing fact uh, is about words. And a lot of them are about words, but this one, uh, this was a good one. Yeah, very we good We drank one. whiskey beforehand. Huh? It was good. Huh? Um, You're seeing the after effects of that? Exactly. Um, Tom? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want you to put this one out. Well, I'm not doing another one. Let's just do let's do one more hour. We'll actually talk about the moon this No, time. next week we'll talk about the moon. What's that I see? Frisky. It's the super moon in the sky. 
That's you know. That's like, the best you could do. That's like a little, uh, you know, Weird Al version. <laughs> uh, topical Weird Al version. Yeah. If Weird Al were more topical. Yeah. He said he was gonna start being more topical. I hope that's not the case. Well, not necessarily more topical, but he was saying, uh, like, uh, the last album was the last album on, like, he had, like, a 20-album contract or something. That he was like, nah, like, this is good. I want to start, like, putting out singles because it's tough. I think Weird Al should just be the, like, the king. Like He is. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to put out new content anymore. It's no, fine. Stop trying to like, stay relevant. No, that's what makes him Weird Al. Yeah, but when's the last time you listened to a Weird Al record? That last album. It was great. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. The the aluminum foil song. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, Handy was good. <laughs> yeah. It's a good album. All right. He can do no wrong. He can do no wrong, yeah. but he doesn't need to do anything. But that's what makes him him. That's why he's not like a throwback. It's not I like, oh, Weird remember, Al. Love, remember Weird Al from the 80s? No, he's weird. He's an institution. He is an institution. But Bill Clinton didn't. At some point, Bill Clinton stopped being president. <laughs> Only because the Constitution, the, you know, wouldn't let him anymore. Yeah. He could run again. It's only about consecutive terms. Well, there's there's some confusion about that. Mm. So there's some disagreement. Tom, I'm a lawyer. Oh, when did that happen? I'm a constitutional lawyer. That was my minor. It's music business and then constitutional law. See you next week.